Well, it's Wednesday, the 3rd of May. Welcome to Afternoon Sport. My name is Shad Wicker. Joined today, of course, by Shane Lee. How you doing, Shane-o? I am good, Shad. Before we start, mate, I need a, need a bit of light advice. Do you, have, do you have a dog? I do, mate. I have a border collie. Her name is Slipper. Uh, nice. She's sitting down next to me right now, actually. Okay. I cannot suggest getting a dog more. Are you? Th- is this what you're thinking? Yeah, well, my son Thomas, um, in particular, he really wants a dog. And my daughter, Abby, who's now 12, she said when she was, um, I think she was about five, that she wanted a rabbit. And I said, if you still want the rabbit at 10, um, you could have one, and she's got one now. Um, and so Thomas is on the same schedule, so he's got two years to go. But uh, I'm not sure. It's a lot of work, isn't it? Uh, yeah, it can be. I mean, obviously, it depends on which one you get. I tell you what, rabbits are weird, right? Because you can't have them up here in Queensland. You're not allowed to have a rabbit. Oh, right. Yeah, maybe, you know I need, that? maybe I need to move to Queensland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I was going to say. If, you don't, if your kids are asking for a rabbit, you're listening right now. Move to the great state of Queensland because you're not allowed to have them as a pet up here, which has, I think, helped a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, let's uh, get into the sport today, though. This isn't a pets podcast, mate. We've got a lot to talk about. Uh, the IPL in the New Zealand tennis as well. A bit of baseball, a weird story from baseball actually out of the US and of course the AFL and NRL let's get into it someone you love could die of a sudden cardiac arrest at any age any fitness at any time more than 80% happen at home and chances of survival decrease by 10% every minute and sadly in Australia around 50 people die from cardiac arrest a day while waiting for the ambulance to arrive but now you can increase your chances of survival with Cellade, the world's first mini personal defibrillator. It's simple to use and as small as a block of chocolate. Every home should have a Cellade. It's really a lifesaver. Buy your Cellade at cellade.io. That's C-E-L-L-A-E-D dot I-O. Well, we'll look to the IPL at the moment while it's being played, Shano. And, you know, we were chatting uh, just earlier in the week about test squads coming together. And Josh mm-hmm. Hazelwood has uh, put his pet name forward in the best way possible. He has. He's uh, he's made a comeback after four months playing his first IPL match this year for the Royal Challengers Bangalore. Uh, and typical Josh Hazelwood, bold, consistent, bold, bold, with decent pace, took two for 15. But at 32 years of age, mate, he hasn't played a test for almost a year. Um, now, we've got six tests coming up in England. We've got the World Test Challenge against India first and five tests versus England. And the big question is, do you now include him off the back of only bowling four overs? That's not many. You've got to bowl lots of overs in test cricket. I personally think um, it's going to be really, really hard for him to be selected. I think Scott Boland will bowl very well in England. He will do as good a job as Josh Hazel would, if not better. All right. Okay. Mm. Well, I think Poland's a bit of a crowd favourite as well. Although so is Hazel. So, yeah. yeah I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, you'll, I'll take your advice over mine, mate. I wouldn't mm. know anything about. It. What is it about the England that makes Boland better, though? Is this because of the swing and stuff? Or yeah, he's, he's a real seam bowler, as as is Josh Hazelwood. He's slightly taller, but um, the the problem with Josh is that he's he's been injuring his side, um, and side muscles tend generally go to when you get a bit older as a fast bowler and then you, mm. then your calves start to go. Um, but it's which, really Which hard. part of you's gone, mate? <laughs> all, all of it. <laughs> Even the brain. <laughs> Left side, right side, top side, bottom side. It's all done, That's mate. It. It's all done, mate. <laughs> no, but I, I, I just think Scott Boland, um, whilst he hasn't got any experience over there, um, he will. I think he'll bowl very, very well. And look, you just can't pick someone. We did this in India. We're picking guys who are injured and not playing. And you need some real miles under your belt before you go into a 
probably the most important test series Australia's about to play in the last 10 years. Well, let's have a look at uh, tennis now from uh, cricket. And mm. Novak Djokovic able to play in the US Open this year. And I can't believe this is still a topic that's still floating around. It makes you think, well, how is this still an issue? Uh, but uh, the US has now lifted their mandate on the vaccine, which means Novak can try and get that US Open, which I believe personally, lock him in. I think the US Open's his then. You think so? What happened in Australia? He didn't play the US Open 2022. Didn't play the Australian Open 2022. He came back and won the Australian Open this year. Um, and that mandate is being lifted May 12, so he's able to play in Flushing Meadows. Um, he's on 22 wins, um, major wins of all time. And if he wins that, which is a good chance of doing, if he doesn't win Wimbledon, he could be 24, 24 by the end of the year, I reckon. Yeah, I, th- I think he's going to be 24 by the yep. end of the year for sure. And then he comes into Australia, where is it's his yeah. greatest slam. Mm. He plays so good on the hard court. He's a guy that I think the thing that, that Novak's so good on the hard court is because he can move around on a hard court the way others move on, on grass. Yeah. Yep. Like he can yep. just he, he can slide, he can bend his body in such a way, uh, and I think it just it really it just goes down to why he's probably trying to ease up on clay at the moment as well, knowing that this yeah. is around the corner. This is a different one, not quite tennis story on the field, but um, Nick Curios in the headlines. And before you turn <laughs> the podcast off, this is fascinating. <laughs> it, it involves a gunman, a luxury car. Yep. Tell me about this story. So Nick Curious's mum uh, has borrowed his bright green Tesla and has been held at gunpoint before the Tesla was stolen in Canberra by a 32-year-old man. Now, this 32-year-old man, you, if you haven't seen this Tesla, go online and check it out. It is bright green. Yeah. Um, and it, the guy lasted 30 minutes because it's a pretty obvious car that's been driven around. Yeah, and it's a Tesla. I had a and mate of mine yeah. who had her Tesla stolen and yep. she could, like, while they're driving it, she could still control things in the car. So she just, like, <laughs> cranked the music up, locked the windows up, turned yep. on the, like, turned off the AC. Like, you could just do all, make the horn just go off and track the thing. So not only is it a bright green Tesla, this moron, <laughs> where it's like, how, how many of those do you see? It's probably the only one in Australia. <laughs> and then also it's the most trackable, traceable car yep. on the road. Yeah, not not very smart, <laughs> this guy. So he's been charged for aggravated arm robbery, but I think he should also be charged for very fucking poor taste because that is a very ordinary looking car. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Uh, I want to talk about this story in baseball too. I, I'm, not a lot of people probably hear it. This is probably the only time they get to hear this in the news cycle, which is crazy out of baseball. A Texas college player, mm. we don't cover college baseball here, but it's like wild what happened here, Was is in hospital after being accidentally shot. Yeah, this um, he wasn't playing in the team. He was just there watching. He's standing by the bullpen, um, watching the pitcher throw some warm-up pitches, and a stray bullet from a neighbor from a neighbourhood um, next door uh, has come and hit him right in the chest. Now he's in a stable condition, but we hear day in day out in America these school shootings and how horrible it is. But now you're getting stray bullets flying around the air. Isn't that insane? It's a, it's a scary place, mate. Yeah, just sitting in the crowd to just cop yep. a bullet in a. Ba- mm. I feel it's so like. It's wild to me how that happened because you look at like a, a baseball kind of stadium or mm. an event in college, it's a big it's usually a big venue. So yeah, I'm like, how does this just randomly like come into the into the venue to come and hit this poor bloke? He's in hospital, apparently in stable, so that's like that's positive news. But yeah. God, what a wild sequence of events at a baseball game. You won't hear that. You think too with the stands around a baseball game 
game yeah. that it had to be shot so far away that the ball the bull was actually dying, um, dropping off after it's gone over the roof and gone down to actually hit him. So it's bloody unlucky. Yeah, absolutely mental. Mm. Uh, look, stay with us. We're going to take a short break here and we'll be back talking a bit of soccer, NRL and AFL. The new Elite Bet app has arrived. It's got all the betting features you expect and new ones you're going to love. Elite Bet is your one-stop shop on race day with Hot Bet, where you can back the tips of proven winning punters. Build fast sports multis and play same game multis. The Elite Bet app is the smoothest betting experience around. Trusted for 10 years, Elite Bet is 100% Australian owned. The only betting app you need is Elite Bet. Gamble responsibly. Well, the Women's Champions League semi-finals are taking place. Uh, some of in the second leg at the moment, and a bit of an upset. A few names disappearing as well. Wolfsburg beating Arsenal in the Women's Champions League semi-final. Yeah, five-four in extra time in the second leg of extra time, actually. Um, but unfortunately for Arsenal and our two Aussie um, superstars, uh, Steph Catley and Caitlin Ford, are both out now. Um, so VFL Wolfsburg go into the Champions Final now to take on Barcelona, who also defeated Sam Kerr's Chelsea last week. Yeah. So our three Aussie girls are out, mate. Yeah, that's a bummer, isn't it? I mean, Sam yeah. Kerr has just been, I mean, excuse the bloody euphemism, but kicking goals left, right and centre when mm. it comes to uh, women's football. But you know what? I know it sucks. I would have loved for him to lift the Champions League trophy, but we've got a Women's World Cup around the corner yes, here in Australia. Do. Do. Get on down yeah. here. <laughs> Get back down here yeah. and start getting ready, girls, because I really <laughs> like the Aussies' chances. At this uh, home World Cup, well, we're sharing it with New Zealand, but you know, this home World Cup at the moment. Uh, so I guess there is some kind of positives to it. Here's a huge positive. This is my hey, favourite. Just, just, just before we jump onto that one, mate, yeah. uh, do, do you think if the Aussie girls win the uh, Women's Soccer World Cup, that would be the greatest women's sporting um, uh, victory of all time? Hands down, and you need to start yep. calling it football. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> no, easily. Name yeah. me something that's that's bigger. Obviously, we've got a dominant we've women's... many times. Yeah, but yeah. like, yeah, we've got a dominant women's cricket side. I know, obviously, yeah, that, that's like been huge. But in terms of world game, you cannot deny that this would mm. be one of the most wildest achievements. And its knock-on effect, I think, would be quite massive... Uh, not only locally for the sport, as you know, football always says with World Cups, but the fact that we're putting it on, and if we're able to have these crowds, I mean, we sold out. We sold out their first uh, game a while back, and it got mm. moved to a larger venue. So I mean, yeah. it's already kind of moving on up. If we can go deep and even win this thing, it'd be huge. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. We've had our moments with men's soccer in this country, um, and they've tried for many years. And the, the A League's okay. But yeah. I just think if, if the women do win this, um, what could catapult soccer in this country could be women's football, and it could be huge, yeah. Yeah, and I think I think as well, it's I think we're, we're closer to the top, I feel. Yep. I mean, yeah, probably not, yeah, yep. I just feel like we're closer to the top. Let's talk about a huge positive news. Mm. I have to get into this one because this is awesome. Uh, and we've been waiting for this kind of story for, it feels like about eight, nine months, and, mm-hmm. and one part of Australia has been waiting about, you know, forever. Tasmania <laughs> uh, has been granted the 19th AFL licence after a unanimous support from the club presidents uh, just the other day. Yep, and this is Gillan McLaughlin's last sort of major development before he uh, 
moves on um, and is replaced uh, as the CEO of, of the AFL. Um, huge news. The, the 19th licence, it was unanimous, as you said, um, and the new team start to play. They'll be um, actually kicking a ball in 2028, so a few years off yet. Just got to build the stadium first. Yeah. And then away we go, yeah. So, but... Um, um, if you're if you live in Tassie, and I know they love their football down there, I was only down there last weekend. They'd be very super excited about this. Yeah, mate, it's huge. Obviously, now the dispute is about what is going to be the name of this team. Mm. Obviously, everyone around the country is like, it has to be Devils. Obviously, mm. they can't be Tigers. There's already a Tigers, but then we're already seeing there's issues with the Devils' name. Uh, some have said possibly with uh, trademark issues with Warner. Yep. Um, yep. which is crazy to me that that could be an issue. And then the other, which is even more ridiculous to me, is there's rumours that the demons are upset about the <laughs> idea of Tasmania getting to be the devils. They are, mate. But look, it's what like, they'll shut up. Do... That's a rivalry right there. That's awesome. The devils versus the demons. Exactly right. But what they'll do, they'll find some other stupid fucking extinct animal. Oh, <laughs> man. Because it's like. grace the land down here. And I'll name it after that. Oh. I, I like I like the name the convicts. But anyway, that's just me. No. The con- yeah. Get out of here. Good. It has to be devils. It's their, it's their like iconic animal. You mm. know what I mean? Like, it has to be devils. And it like just don't be. I know. I know that the NBL side. There's a story behind it with the termite and stuff. But God, jumping jacks. Ugh, like, yeah, let's or jack jumpers. That's what it is. See, I don't even get the name right. <laughs> <laughs> I hope they do something. I hope they can stick it to Devils. Otherwise, you know, Tassie cousins maybe family friendly side. <laughs> That'd be all right. Bring the family around. Um, <laughs> like quickly in NRL, <laughs> one chopper for the whole family. <laughs> yeah, every, every ticket's a family pass, obviously. Um, NRL, let's talk about this just before we wrap things up. This was confirmed. I thought this was a rumor, but it looks it looks more and more like I thought this was just a misdirection by the NRL mm. to try and just you know get things off controversy or whatever. Uh, which is a classic Vlandy's playbook. But this this game in Vegas is looking closer in, like, reality. Mm-hmm. We've heard that it's it's like South and Manly are the names thrown up there. And now Vlandy's is copped a bit of criticism for this, but he's done an interview talking about how, you know, marketing NRL to the gambling t- uh, money in the US, along with, obviously, sports fans. But it's uh, he's labelled the sport as wagering content, which has had... Uh, gambling advocates or anti-gambling advocates up in arms. Yeah, mate. Well, I'll tell you. Well, he is from a racing background, so that's how he talks. That, that that's his vernacular. But I think, oh, look, um, it's a big call because you're seeing potentially um, corporate bookmakers be phased out, like smoking was with sport, like mm. alcohol is to a certain extent. Um, and we all know that the it's the streamers or or the or the corporate bookmakers that are putting all the funding in the sport at the moment. Um, it's a big call because if that disappears, he hasn't got a product then, has he? <laughs> no any wagering content. And Vegas of all places, of course, you're going to be pitching the uh, the idea that you can gamble on this sport. I would be. It, it's funny because the US actually have far stricter uh, gambling kind of rules and when it comes to trying to bet on sports. Some states you can't even bet on sport. No, you can't. But uh, look, the, the the way that the whole uh, betting on sport landscape is changing fast in the US, he clearly wants a piece of that, Valandis, and um, there's massive upside there. It's I think it's about 
13 states now that you're allowed to legally gamble in the US on sport uh, and growing. And, um, yeah, he's looking for a piece of that action, I think. 100%. And if you can get the NRL on a, on a strong streaming service over there, the growth would be yeah. gigantic yeah, huge. Um, for the sport, just kind of almost immeasurable in terms of what mm-hmm. you're looking at at the moment in Australian sport. Uh, but, yeah, it's just going to be a bit of a tightrope to walk. But I'm just more fascinated by the idea of are we really going to risk sending rugby league players to Vegas on a work trip? <laughs> do we really want to do that? I mean, I'd be more concerned about that than the gambling guys. What is Jack White going to do when he's let loose in a casino in the US? Uh, it's going to be yeah. hangover. We're going to be missing half of our stars. <laughs> like, trying to find him in the early hours of the morning. Mike Tyson's going to be there with the Tiger. You see the boys standing in the bubbler in front of the MGM Grand just doing, <laughs> just doing their own bubbler. <laughs> uh, and another one for you, Shane, in rugby league, Anthony Griffin. Okay, look, this guy needs <sighs> to leave the building, surely. Because now we've been watching you know, the media kind of be a little bit like, oh, woe is Griffin. When's he going to leave this poor guy? He's working this job while they're looking for his replacement. And now people are starting to point out flaws in his coaching which, if this is true, this is crazy. But Anthony Griffin has reportedly forgotten <laughs> to tell Lomax and Little that they've been axed ahead of the magic round. Forgetting to yeah. tell your players who's on the starting site? What is, is he? He's checked out, hasn't he? <laughs> well, if it's true, or the, or, or the um, as you said, the media's trying to make him look a bit like Joe Biden, I reckon. Um, very, very forgetful mm. and senile. Um, but, yeah, I, I find it hard to believe. And, and Zach Lomax, whatever, but they... The, Dragons have lost four games in a row. Someone deserves to be sacked, <laughs> um, including Griffin. And I think you're dead right, mate. He needs to leave the building and leave it fast. And tell you what, the board at the Dragons and down there in Illawarra, the, the split board that they have, they need to make a decision, make, make it fast because it's just going to go from bad, bad from worse. Yeah, how do you fix your side? I, I, I've got a question for you here. I don't know if you know the answer mm-hmm. to this. But does Ben Hunt have a clause in his contract that if Anthony Griffin is sacked, he can look elsewhere? Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. I think I wow. think he does, and he's alluded to that, and that's probably what's sort of holding him up. But surely Ben Hunt, look, he probably can't wait for State of Origin to come around. Yeah, so um, he can play in a good team. He's selected, so he can play with a good team and get the hell out of there. Well, I, just, I really think that Hunt heading back to Queensland, if you're the Gold Coast right now, mm. you are getting ready for a $1.2 million couple-of-year contract to try and get him up there for the last few years of his career. Uh, I mean, and even the Gold Coast are looking at making a change in the coaching ranks. I don't know if Griffin's the answer, but, you know, it it would be devastating for the Dragons, but it does seem like it's a bit of a burn it to Mm. the ground. Let's start again because it is is a woeful down there at the moment. Um, When you look at the last few games, the games you guys have lost – and the points you guys have scored, mm-hmm. you're mm-hmm. comparable to the Tigers. Which, by yeah. the way, they beat the reigning premiers the other week. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, woe Good is figure. the Dragons right now. I'm sorry, mate. But uh, know, up mate. the waz. Up the waz. <laughs> That's it for Afternoon Sport today. So make sure you hit follow or subscribe wherever you listen. Uh, but before we go, of course, a big thank you to our sponsors. Our fantastic sponsors, Elite Bet, the only betting app you'll ever need. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with your daily dose of sport. Big thanks to our producer, Dan McHugh, around there making this thing cut together. We'll see you tomorrow. We'll see you then, guys. Take care. Afternoon Sport. Are you thinking about making a podcast? If so, contact the Afternoon Sport Group. We'll make it easy. With the technical know-how and industry knowledge, we'll get your podcast up and running in no time. Get in touch via our website 
or email hello at afternoonsport.com.